Welcome to the Rock Your World Naturally podcast, the place where women from around the world come to discover God's plan for health in body, soul, and spirit. I'm your host, Rakesia McMillan, award-winning author, Air Force veteran, and health evangelist. I'm passionate about sharing biblical truth, scientific research, and practical lifestyle approaches to help heal your world naturally. You're listening to podcast episode 16, my exclusive interview with Brandy Cunningham, pastor, author, speaker, and founder of Fireside Grace Ministries. I'm your host, Rakesia McMillan, certified integrative nutrition health coach and health evangelist. My assignment to the body of Christ is to help women and communities heal their world naturally in spirit, soul, and body. If you'd like to know more about how you can heal your world naturally, you can visit me on the web at rockyourworldnaturally.com. You can find me on social media at Rock Your World Naturally for Facebook and LinkedIn, and on Twitter, Rock Your World 28. Thank you so much to all of our new and returning listeners. For the past year, the Lord has been expressly speaking to me about the spirit of Jezebel. I want to read a scripture that's found in Ephesians 6.12 to kind of set the backdrop for what we're going to discuss on today. The Bible reminds us in Ephesians, the sixth chapter, in verse number 12, It says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Much of what we're seeing today in America, in our churches, in our homes, within the workforce, and even in individual lives, the turmoil, the unrest, the continual challenges that we see facing individuals, the emotional trauma has to do so much with the spirit of Jezebel. Some of you may have never heard about the spirit of Jezebel. Some of you may not understand how the spirit operates. And so the show today is going to talk about how this spirit has caused spiritual and emotional wounding within the church that can only be repaired through and by the power of God and through the Holy Spirit. And so when it comes to the spirit of Jezebel, there are many ideas of of what Jezebel says, but we're going to go straight to the word of God to have a clear understanding of this spirit and how it operates. And so Jezebel's story is found in 1st and 2nd Kings in the Old Testament. And Jezebel, she was the daughter of Ethbaal, king of Tyre or Sidon. And he was also the priest of a cult of Baal, which was a cruel, sensuous and revolting false god whose worship involved sexual degradation and lewdness. Ahab, king of Israel, married Jezebel and led the nation into Baal worship which can be found in 1 Kings 16, verse 31. In Ahab and Jezebel's reign over Israel, when you read through the chapters, when you read through the story, is one of the darkest times in the history of God's people. And there are two incidents in the life of Jezebel that actually characterize her and define what is meant by the Jezebel spirit. And so one of the traits is that She had an obsession with domineering and controlling other people, especially when it came down to spiritual things or the things of God. And so when she became queen after marrying Ahab, she began a relentless campaign to rid Israel of all evidences of Yahweh worship. She did not want there to be any true worship of God at all. And so she ordered the extermination of all prophets of God, according to 1 Kings 
chapter 18, verse 4 and verse 13. And so when she ordered this extermination, she replaced the holy places with the ungodly um, idol Baal. And so her strongest enemy was Elijah the prophet. And one day Elijah, he demanded that there be a contest on Mount Carmel between the powers of Israel's God and the powers of Jezebel and the priests of Baal found in 1 Kings chapter 18. And so when you read the story, you find that God got the glory, he got the victory to prove that he was the one true and living God. But despite hearing the miraculous powers of the Lord, despite seeing all these things that took place and hearing um, words of correction and warning from the prophet Elijah, Jezebel refused to repent and she swore on her gods that she would pursue Elijah relentlessly and that she was going to kill him. And so her stubborn refusal to see and submit to the power of God led to her death which is in 2 Kings chapter 9, verses 29 to 37. The second incident involves a righteous man named Naboth. And he refused to sell his property or his land to Ahab that was actually adjoining the palace. Ahab saw him out on his land one day and he wanted it. But Naboth said that he would not sell this this piece of land to the king because it was part of his inheritance and it would be against the Lord's command found in 1 Kings chapter 21 verse 3 and Leviticus chapter 25 verse 23. And so while Ahab, he was sulking, he was angry, uh, he was crying, he was more or less throwing a tantrum and Jezebel, his wife, came across him and she taunted him. She ridiculed him because um, she said that he was weak. Um, and so she said, you know what, since you couldn't get the land, I'm going to get the land. But she did it in an ungodly, in an unrighteous, evil and wicked way. And so she proceeded to have Naboth framed and stoned to death. And so Naboth's sons were also stoned to death so that there would be no heirs and that the land would revert to the possession of King Ahab. And so with this single-minded determination to have her way, no matter who was destroyed in the process, this is the characteristic of the spirit of Jezebel. And so even though this individual she may have physically died. How many of you know that spirit beings never die? And that's why I want to revert back to the scripture in Ephesians 6 and 12, where it says that we are not wrestling against flesh and blood. We're wrestling against, against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And so Jezebel was a prime example of this wickedness, of this wrestling that took place in the life of Naboth. It took place in the lives of the children of Israel as she sought to have every form and presence of God removed and to put in false worship. If we take a look around in our nation, in our communities, in our churches, even in, in our individual lives, at some point or another, we have come across the spirit, spirit of Jezebel, either aware or unaware. And in this podcast, I had the pleasure of hosting Pastor Brandy Cunningham. She is the founder and speaker at Fireside Grace Ministries. And she helps individuals and cities live to their fullest potential through discipleship and speaking truth and love. She is an exhorter whom seeks to bring clarity to the world today on issues that seem unclear. 
Her goal is to guide the church of today in such a way that connects their ethics and values and character and morals of our ancestors into the present and future generations to come. She strives to bridge the gaps between the generations by creatively bringing in the wisdom of the past generations to the present. She and her husband, Robin, have been called to bring healing to those that have been traumatized by authority figures in the body of Christ. She is also a proud life, mother, registered nurse that fights to end abortion by supporting women and not criticizing them. She is also looking forward to reaching the world through example, mentorship, and social media. She is also the author of four published books. And the one book that is the topic of our show today is called Expel the Jezebel in Me. And I am excited to share what she will be speaking concerning this book. Because if it's not for you, it could be for another person to help them to get free from the demonic control that is wreaking emotional and spiritual havoc in the lives of individuals. So without further ado, I present to you and welcome to our show today, Pastor Brandy Cunningham. Thank you. I'm so glad to be on with you. Oh, I am too. I've just been so looking forward to uh, this uh, interview in particular, and I just know that many people are going to be blessed by what goes forth on today. Amen. So before we get started, I'd like to open up with an icebreaker question. And can you let our listeners know what are the things that you are doing in your life right now that are simply rocking your world naturally? <laughs> well, the, the biggest thing that we do, um, I say we, when I refer to myself, I always refer to my husband because we do everything together. It's pretty pitiful. <laughs> but um, the main thing that we do to rock our world naturally is pay attention to the spirit realm because what manifests in the natural manifests in the spirit realm first. Oh, I love that. And I think that so many times as believers that we are so focused on what we see, what we yes. feel, but I truly believe that even just as Jesus, he lived a supernatural life everywhere that he went. He was walking yes. and living in the supernatural. So I think that as believers, it's so important for us to be spiritually aware of what's actually going on um, with us. Because you're so right. The things that manifest in the natural, they have to come out of the spirit realm first. That's right. It's just which spirit are you letting lead you? Mm-hmm. Wow. So you and your husband, you are the founders and you are speakers at Fireside Grace Ministries. Yes, ma'am. Oh, and how long have you guys been pastoring? Um, well, actually, we were both pastoring separately before we met each other and got married. Um, so all together, um, I've been pastoring actually off and on for 12 years now. Mm. And he has been for about five or six years and then together wow. for two years. Oh, that's wonderful. That's truly a blessing when God can connect you with that person that is aligned with your purpose, with your call. And uh, you can do even greater things for the kingdom because the Bible says one can chase a thousand and two can put 10,000 to flight. <laughs> hey, so much more we can accomplish together. I'm yeah. very thankful for him. Yes. Okay. And so with you guys, I know that you have written four books. Yes. And I had a chance to kind of take a look at those. And I think the one that we're going to be focused on today is Exposing um, the Spirit of Jezebel. Can you talk a little bit about that book and let our listeners know the backdrop of that? Hey, I'd love to. So um, this is a 30-day devotional, and mm -hmm. it came out of um, a difficult, let's just say it got birthed out of um, going through the fire, which is how the best books get birthed, right? 
Mm-hmm. Um, so it's called Expel the Jezebel in Me. Now, when people hear that, um, some people are like, yes, I, I want that. And other people are like, I don't have that demon. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can we can be influenced by it and be operating in it without being mm-hmm. possessed by it. Mm-hmm. And I think so much. Uh, we have gone through deliverance or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that so much of, of what we are seeing a lot of in the body of Christ today, um, when Jesus gave the last commandment to go into all of the world, to preach the gospel, to lay hands on the sick, to raise the dead and to cast out demons in my name. Mm-hmm. Many have left off that part of deliverance ministry to where we're really not even addressing demonic influences that may be oppressing people that may be influencing their lives at this time. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why, um, you know, for so long I had, um, I had gone through counseling after counseling and just tried to figure out, um, why I wasn't able to get free from some, you know, dysfunctional things that we kind of all grow up in to some degree. And I had just struggled with something for so long. And I was like, God, why can't I get rid of this? And then finally, when I was able to identify myself as having come under a -hmm. Jezebelic spirit, I was able to get rid of that. And man, I mean, depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, they all left. So that, you know, that doesn't mean that there's not a struggle because, you know, our, our, we're in a constant battle. We have to be constantly ready to, to fight, but it um, makes it much easier when you know what you're dealing with. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, when you had shared a little bit earlier, I think so many of us, I think the majority of us, we grow up with some kind of dysfunction <laughs> in our lives, whether it's, <laughs> you know, something that we witness in our environment as children, whether it was from our mom, our dad, our siblings, relatives, what have you. There was Church some leadership. Kind of, yes. <laughs> so, so many different things that could cause these emotionally damaging wounds or soul wounds um, that affect us as we get older and grow up into our adult lives. Or as you said, it could even certainly come from church hurt. These soul wounds are not healed. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And so you said that, you know, the book was birthed out of um, just an experience that you had as far as um, going through, a, a, I guess, a toxic or a, a very bad, whether it was a dysfunctional environment within the church setting. Um, as pastors, that's one of the areas that you focus on. And I think because you came out of that or God brought you through that. Do you see a lot of that within the areas of ministry that you guys are dealing with together as pastors? Yeah, you know, yes, you know, sadly, um, a lot of church leaders have been hurt just like everyone else. So Mm -hmm. out of those wounds, out of the trauma comes, you know, still while they mean well, still hurting other people. Um, because, you know, when we have wounds and we don't get them healed, that's what happens. Hurting people hurt people. So I don't think that a lot of pastors are doing it intentionally, but you know, there's a whole movement going on right now about name calling and pastors. I have found to be the first to say, well, this person is a Jezebel Mm. and here's my, um, Here's my memo on that. If you are not helping someone get it set free. Yes. You have no right Mm -hmm. to speak that over them. Amen. It is not your place. Even if you're the leader over them. Yeah. Unless you are helping them with the motive to get set free. It is no one's place to call another person a name, including Jezebel. Amen. Amen. That's so, so true. And And that leads into really why um, one of the foundational reasons that I wrote this devotional is, A, 
um, you know, we need to go through it ourselves first. If we are pastors or leaders or, you know, I mean, all of us are called to be leaders and have disciples. So no matter what yeah. our position is or where we, where we're at. Yeah. So if we're going to take other people through a mentorship or, you know, we're leading them in some way, shape or form, even as a health coach or as, as a manager of mm-hmm. a job or, or however, we need to make sure that our hearts are clean. And that's Amen. why the main verse in this devotional is Psalm 139, 23 through 24. And that's what says, God, create within me a pure heart. Mm-hmm. Um, test all my thoughts. Test all of my anxious thoughts and lead me in the way of the everlasting. See if there's anything offensive in me, God, and get it out. Yeah. And, you know, here, I'm just going to go through some signs that, um, you know, people may be being influenced by Jezebelic spirit and signs that you're operating in it. This sure. is a very limited list. I have more, but just to give you an example. Mm-hmm. So signs that you could be influenced by a Jezebelic spirit um, are. Let's see here. Okay. So if you become irrationally fearful. Mm-hmm. Confusion or distrust sets in often. Um, you're under sickness and infirmity is a big one. Constantly mm-hmm. sick, constantly going through some type of sickness. Unusual exhaustion for no known reason. Some form of perversion attempts to attack your life and your dreams, your thoughts. Um, you can become forgetful, prone to making mistakes have unusual occurrences happen and they become so common that you think why bother something bad is going to happen anyway mm-hmm. you can feel isolated from everyone you can become withdrawn and want to be alone no motivation to work no drive for your passions in your life attack after attack on finances and you know you're doing everything right you can become um spiritually um, in lethargy there's attacks on your family and on your relationships you often struggle with feelings of worthlessness or unvalued feelings of rejection inadequacy you get your words and sentences twisted people can't receive what you're trying to communicate but you feel like you're doing your best to communicate and others feel like you're not hearing what they have to say Um, You have increased dreams of being attacked by spiders, octopus, or octopi, squid, or anything with hands and arms. Mm -hmm. Um, That represents they have a hand in everything, which Jezebel likes to do. Yeah. Leadership um, that is detailed to the point of being controlling, being micromanaged with unnecessary cause, and not being allowed to operate or hindered from operating in the fullness of your gifts and calling. Those are signs that you're being attacked or influenced or under a Jezebelic spirit. Wow. And and I am so glad that you just kind of went down the list of the manifestations. And um, so many times individuals may be experiencing something and they don't know quite what it is, but really it is a an area of your life that must be discerned spiritually. And I think that so many times that as leaders within the body of Christ, whether teacher, pastor, preacher, evangelist, that the focus of walking in the calling, becoming ordained, takes precedence over any need of personal or self-deliverance before you actually step into that position. (laughs) takes precedence of actually stepping into that position because, and I know that you as a pastor, there are things that I've, I've seen and experienced as a leader that, Lord, why is this happening within the body of Christ? Why is there so much um, disruption that's going on within the church culture right now when it comes to our leaders? And when you get down to the core When you get down to the root, there's a soul wound that is there somewhere that has not been healed. And so 
Um, we have our guest today, Pastor Brandy Cunningham, who is sharing an invaluable resource, whether it's for you as a leader or someone that you know. This is a key that God has provided. This is a tool. This is a resource to help our leadership within the body of Christ to become free, to step into the place that God has us to be. Because can you imagine if churches across the globe had healthy leaders, what that would bring to the body of Christ as a Come whole? On. <laughs> yeah. What that would bring to us as a whole. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And, and so that's why, you know, whenever I go through signs and symptoms of being influenced, I say signs, symptoms, because I'm a nurse and that's how I think yeah. um, of being influenced by it is people start to understand why they may need to go through it. And it's not a, a name blame. It's not a, um, you know, shifting the blame on, on, onto someone and other people as a pastor, I'm not trying to say that, you know, every, everyone is, is a Jezebel. Cause I think that people who say that probably need the course more than the people they're blaming, but, um, <laughs> That's neither here nor there, but whenever I go through signs and symptoms, it really hits home with people that, you know, I really may be affected by this more than I think. And for those of you that have not read the story of Jezebel, um, Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you a couple Bible references as Mm -hmm. to where that's at. Good. So you can read beginning in first Kings 16 and just read the first few chapters there and you'll get the story of Jezebel, um, revelation two, and also, Psalm 45 is Jezebel and Ahab's marriage. So just so you can go back and kind of read a little bit about that. Um, You know, Jezebel seeks to destroy the prophetic. Mm -hmm. Um, If we don't deal with Jezebel, there are several consequences, if you don't mind me sharing. Yes, Um, absolutely. So why do this? Why do this devotional? Well, first of all, um, as I was mentioning before, I wrote it as a tool for each of us individually to strengthen us as individuals and leaders and as Christians, but also for pastors and leaders to be able to take other people through. Because what I found was um, I was hearing pastor after pastor or or apostle after apostle say, you know, these people are operating in a spirit of Jezebel. And I Mm. over and over, I was saying, well, what are you doing about it? Because typically when pastors or leaders, whoever, come upon someone that is very heavily operating in a Jezebel, they kick them out. Yes. Now here's the deal, man. It is our job to disciple. It is not our job to judge. It is not our job to reject. If they're operating in a spirit of Jezebel, they're already feeling that rejection. There you go. (laughs) There's, There's already pain there that's causing them to operate in a Jezebelic way. And we don't need to make that worse. Oh, so that's one of the reasons this was created too. So here's what can happen if you don't deal with the spirit of Jezebel in your own life. And also once you take authority over in your, in your own life, then you can, then you can therefore have more authority to pray that it can be delivered out of your family, out of your city, out of your job, out of your nation. And that's our goal, right? So Jezebel came in, she destroyed the prophets and she um, wanted to make a name for herself. Mm-hmm. So she, in a sense, was a false prophet. Um, yeah. She destroyed the works of God, and it was in a very sly, cunning, manipulative, controlling way. But she had a great um, gift of influence, if that yeah. would have been used correctly. Sure. So her job was to come in and create division. Um, so this is what can happen if we just allow the spirit of Jezebel to run rampant. This, these are just on personal level. I'm not even getting into the the worldwide nationwide stuff yet I'm just hitting personal Mm -hmm. we can have division created in our own lives so people that struggle in their marriage need to make sure that we're not operating in Jezebelic tendencies or being influenced Mm -hmm. Um, friendships whatever we're able to unable uh, I'm sorry we are unable to to fully walk into our calling because we're trying to make something happen instead of prevent instead of allowing God to be able to operate we try to take it back into our hands and do it on our own. And that always ends in failure. Yes. 
um, we will hinder others walk with God. When we mm-hmm. operate in the spirit of Jezebel, we hinder other people's walk with God. And what mm-hmm. does the Bible say? It's very clear about encouraging one another on to do good works. That's right. Prevent others from getting promotions, either spiritually or physically, uh, like in the physical realm, like at work and in such. Because when you operate in a spirit of Jezebel, you gossip and slander. Mm-hmm. Um, at least that's one of the ways you can operate in it. Mm-hmm. Um, we bring trauma and wounds to others in the body of Christ. And we can turn away people that we're thinking about becoming Christians. I say this, um, overall, we can taint the body of Christ, just like we've been talking about today. Sure. And in one of the ways that we taint the body of Christ, which we haven't discussed, so I'm not going to go into this, but, um, cause I didn't get permission previously, but one of the ways is she brought in the, um, basically her whole goal was to set up worship to other gods inside the Christian temple. Mm-hmm. So she came, yeah, right. So she mm-hmm. came in and set up worship to Molech. Yes. Well, Molech is the god of child sacrifice. There you go. And required child sacrifice, i.e., mm-hmm. abortion. But I'm just going to leave that there. Baal, Molech, and Baal work together. So she also yes. brought in worship of Baal in the middle of Christ's temple. Yeah. In the middle of the temple. And these are why we're seeing the body be infiltrated with so many paganistic views and uh, filth today. Absolutely. And and, um, when you said that one of the objectives of the spirit of Jezebel is to set up other idol gods in the midst of pure Christian worship Mm -hmm. and sacrificing the children. If we really take a look at what is happening within our homes with our children today, within our communities that is affecting our children today, whether that's through abortion, sacrificing children in that manner, or whether it is sacrificing our children emotionally in causing them to become deeply wounded and damaged so that they will continue to perpetuate this spirit of Jezebel from one generation to the next. And it is truly being honest with where we're at (laughs) because many times individuals may not even know or realize that that this spirit is influencing their entire life right now. Come on. Or has influenced their life right now. But well, God if you is, think of, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no. I was just going to say, but God is really sharing through what is being um, delivered today to shed light, to open the ears and the eyes of those who may be under the influence of the spirit. Amen. And, you know, um, there are ways that we operate it. Like you said, that we may be unaware. I'm I'm probably going to get some emails after this, but here's a common one is ladies or husbands or significant Mm -hmm. others. You ask your, your significant other, you're like, man, my purse is in the car. Mm. Instead of saying, I don't want to go get my purse that's in the car. Will you please go get it for me? Mm. Wow. Um, man, my head just really hurts. It's too loud in here. Honey, can you please turn down the TV? Hmm. <laughs> yes. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There. Passive aggressiveness is yeah. operating in the spirit of Jezebel because mm-hmm. that's her main way to get through is, um, you know, she goes undercover. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's such that's a another good way point. we can operate. Thank you. Another way we can operate um, in it is being overly spiritual or overly religious mm. um, because people who 
typically are overly religious by and by that I mean they talk more than they do they yes yeah they I'll just yeah I'll leave it at that (laughs) Um, but they talk more than they do and so whenever these are people who whenever you try to give them a word that you feel like is from God you've tested it with the Bible you've proven that it's sound and not and it brings encouragement and the fruit of the spirit yeah. And you're like, okay, I, I know that I've got this burning fire in me and I have to give you this word. Yeah, These are the people who will respond with all these religious comments. Well, glory to God. He's my best <laughs> friend. I've been walking with him forever. And they never hear what you're saying. Great. They yes. run around it. But they don't stop and receive it. These are also the people, if you you know that you're, let's say you're in Walmart and you're walking and you know there's someone you're supposed to pray mm. for and God told you to, but they just keep going and you can never find yes. them where they stopped. Right. They're never, mm-hmm. those, like I said, the spiritual realm is more um, prominent yes. than the natural. Yes. So you need to pray for them that they stop going in circles or that they stop running And they stop long enough to hear the word that God has for them. That's right. And we don't want to miss anything God has to say to us. Amen. At all, ever. That's right. And that's why we need to get free of a spirit of Jezebel. I'm so glad that we're having this conversation because I think so many times that, you know, a person may be identified as, being um, influenced or oppressed um, by this spirit, but there's no follow-up action behind it. But I think that your devotional that God has um, blessed you to be able to deliver is a tool. I think that everyone, you know, it should be a part of our basic discipleship. (laughs) Thank you. I love that. Yes. It has to be a part of our basic discipleship because we, you know, have this conversation or I've had this conversation with others often that when it comes to discipleship, we're missing that part of where an individual may need to be free from demonic influences, whether that's the spirit of Jezebel, whether it's whatever spirit may be plaguing their life, individuals still need to be set free. And we're missing that, I think, largely in the body of Christ overall. Yes, absolutely. And, and, you know, I firmly believe that who the sun sets free is free indeed. Amen. So I firmly believe that we can be, we can go through deliverance. We can, um, you know, we can pray deliverance over each other. We're called to set the captives free yes. and to cast out, you know, demons. And, but here's the thing my husband and I teach as well. You can still have a stronghold and mm-hmm. not be possessed. Mm-hmm. So that's why we see people who go through deliverance, which we are for deliverance, but um, we yes. see people go through deliverance and then come back because typically deliverance ministers, and I'm not saying overall, I'm saying, or, you know, totally, I'm just saying in general, most deliverance ministers do not have a program built in mm. for discipleship. Yes. And that okay. is what they must have. Absolutely. No doubt about it. And, you know, they wonder, you know, people wonder, well, I went through deliverance a couple years ago. I think I need to come back through it. And, hey, I'm just going to be honest. There are some deliverance ministers that want you to have to keep coming back to them Mm. because they're in that sick, I need you cycle. Or they're charging money for it or, um, you know, so, but in true deliverance, really, you get delivered from the demons so that you can see the stronghold. Amen. So then we have to deal with the stronghold. And that's why, you know, people can go through deliverance ministries, but still have the same problems that their family had. It's not because Jesus didn't set you free from the curse. It's because you haven't changed the behavior that allows the curse to remain. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's powerful. Oh, I love so, this. I love this because <laughs> if someone is going to be free. Yes, um, that's what right. We're talking about today, and so I'm excited about this because I know that um, God is going to do a miraculous work in in some hearts that are um, receiving this message on today. Amen. Yes, and um, so if you don't mind, I'd like to share the painful fire that I went through that really initiated the writing of this book. <laughs> 
Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so um, I was in a certain church for about 10 years. And, you know, I was the, um, I didn't have, we didn't have titles, but I was basically a pastor assistant where I did everything at all times, you know, which is what I have done for several years. I went to school when I was actually 16 to become an ordained minister and I've Mm. never really looked back. Um, and so with that, I, you know, I developed a very close relationship with the pastor that I was with at the time. And she ended up, um, calling me a Jezebel about maybe a year or so. I kind of gets all mushy, but the timeline Mm -hmm. but about a year or so before I ended up leaving that church and I had it was very hurtful because she knew me better than anyone else um and she was just like her accusations made no sense they didn't line up she didn't have any proof Mm. and when I would ask for proof there was no proof given when I would ask for um, you know, even the person that she said had the proof didn't show up to the meeting. Yeah. Um, never gave proof, never. And so I humbled myself and I, I, you know, the accusation that I was given was so crazy dramatic that I just laughed because I couldn't believe she had believed what just came out of her mouth. Right. And she got mad at me for laughing and said, you're not taking this seriously. And I'm like, I can't there. That's, I can't believe you would think something like that. So Um, I did come back to her and I said, you know what? She wanted me to repent right then and there for, for being a Jezebel. And I said, you know, I, I can't do that because greater than anything in the world, I want to be pure and serve Christ. Like, but I said, what I will do is go home and for 30 days and 30 nights, I will only read the stories about Jezebel in the Bible. I will fast. And I will say, God, please rid me of this. Show me if it's true. Show me if any area of my life, I have this myself, if I need deliverance, if I'm being influenced, just get rid of it, whatever it takes. Mm. So I went on a 30 day, 30 night journey. Um, During this time, she told me that she would do, I asked her if she would do a teaching on Jezebel so I could learn more about it um, and take notes and and, you know, just learn. And, mm-hmm. um, that never happened. I had the, mm-hmm. I emailed her over the course of the next three weeks, a few times saying, when are you going to teach this? When are you going to teach this? When are you going to, and then I said, um, I wrote a list of everything that Holy Spirit showed me about Jezebel that yeah. I was, um, you know, some tendencies that I had that were dysfunctional that I needed to repent for. Right. And so I did that. I sent her that list. I sent her an, an apology, not for what she had accused me of, because that was just not true. Right. Um, but I did say these things I have found and I have taken this seriously. Yeah. Um, never got an email response back from that. Mm. Um, I finally, three months later, she did a, a teaching on Jezebel. I showed up and I sat in the front row and I had my pen and my paper there and I took a whole bunch of notes and then I was going to talk to her and ask her if she got my list after the meeting, but she refused to talk to me and sent me home. Mm -hmm. And, um, then after that, uh, not, not too terribly long after that, like I said, a little less than a year, this was three months into it. So about, you know, nine months or half a year, um, I had been told that I'm not welcome anymore. Wow. So it was no explanation. And this was someone that I dearly loved yeah. and, and looked up to. Um, wow. And so, you know, the enemy tries to tell you, well, the person that knows you the most thinks that you're this and that you might as well just commit suicide. Mm-hmm. You know, if the person that knows you the most intimately believes this about you and believes that there's not hope for you enough to that where they kick you out of their church, you, you might as well commit suicide. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I found my identity in Christ and I yes. knew that there had to be more to this going on and that it's yeah. not about me. Yeah. And so out of this is what I birthed this devotional through to be able to allow, because here's the thing, if she would have just sat with me and yeah. went through it with me and did discipleship, I would have yeah. been totally yeah. receptive to what she had to say. Yeah. But instead now 
I'm able, I was able to birth this devotional out of that pain to mm-hmm. give pastors and leaders tools to help because sometimes I don't yeah. think that they, first of all, Jezebel is very messy. Um, yes. <laughs> but you know what I pray? True, yeah. true people who are called to be true disciples, disciplers, which is all of us. Yes. If we're serious about our calling, we will say, Lord, send me the people that no one else want. Amen. I, I want them. That's right. And God brings me a lot of Jezebel. <laughs> <laughs> so some weeks I'm like, maybe next week. But yeah. um, but we're wow. supposed to pray that. You know, we're not supposed to reject people when it's difficult. That's when that's we're supposed right. to love them the most. That's right. And that's much easier said than done, which we all know. But that's what this was birthed out of because I don't want to blame leaders because also maybe she was never given the tools of, to, of how to help mm-hmm. someone out of that. Right. And I think you hit on an important point that maybe she just did not have the tools to be able to know how to assist and help. And sometimes it's easier to avoid mm-hmm. than it is to, to dig right in and, um, you know, get your, your spiritual hands, you know, into the middle of what's going on so that we can come up with the solutions that God has to help individuals to be free. Um, so thank you so much for sharing that story. And I think there's so many that are in the body of Christ that may have had their own story where there was some type of brokenness, where there was some type of hurt that took place, whether it was through a pastor or just anyone that was you know, in ministry, or maybe it may not have even been within the church. Maybe it was in your home or your community or something that took place that, that caused that hurt, but know that there is help, that there is, um, deliverance, um, for you. And if individuals want to be able to get the devotional, um, pastor, can you tell them where, where they need to go to, uh, to get that? Absolutely. So our ministry page is www.firesidegrace.com. And there's a um, a tab on there where you can go look at the things that we have up for sale. We have that book and I believe it's up for $7.41. But if someone can't afford it, just reach out to us and we're, we work with people pretty well if they're just honest um, with mm-hmm. us about what's going on. The other thing that we offer with Jezebel is I do a 30 day course and here's why. We need to support each other, like I said earlier, in the most difficult times. And I'm telling you, this book is not fun at first mm-hmm. um, because we go through things like one of the days is instilling fear in others as a Je- Jezebelic tendency. Well, do yes. you do that with your children? Mm-hmm preach to get them to obey you know so there's some real life difficult painful (laughs) rude (laughs) topics that are talked about (laughs) that we have to address and so I do a 30-day support group where we go through each day together each of us are open and I'm always available during those 30 days um, to talk with everyone about the topics that day we pray through at the end of every day together so we go into it feeling like okay This is what we're faced with today. Dang it, another topic of this. But I am an overcomer. I'm doing this so that I can operate in the fullness of Christ. Because here's the other thing. Revelation 2 tells us what happens to those that tolerate Jezebel. Oh, yes, yes. It says Jesus cast them into a sickbed. Not Jesus. He he allows them to be cast by the devil into the sickbed. Yes. If you struggle with infirmity all the time and you've prayed and you've done you eat right, you know, you've done everything you know to do from a natural standpoint and a spiritual standpoint, ask yourself, is there a person in your life that you're allowing to operate in the sphere of the Mm, 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 mm. Wow. So this is another reason we need to learn because it's a mandate to know about Jezebel and not tolerate her. We have to be, and I'm, I'm only 27 years old. So I have a um, interesting viewpoint from my generation, the generations below me that I work with very closely. Um, I work to prevent abortion as my other full-time job as a minister. And it is our responsibility 
to give resources to love on and to coach and to help without tolerating Jezebel and body of Christ. You better wake up now because we will be judged for tolerating Jezebel in the church. If we do not stop it now, it is every single person's responsibility to learn about Jezebel and to not tolerate. If you've tolerated it, all you have to do is say, Woo, Jesus, forgive me. (laughs) I'm done. I never want to do that again. And you get up, you pick up your bootstraps and you run. That's right. And you run and you trudge through the mud and you do whatever you have to do, but you get up and you move forward. (laughs) And that's what this course helps you to be able to do is so every day in the first part of it, we talk about, you know, in the morning, we talk about what the topic is, what that looks like, give you the whole day to go through and kind of think about what does this look like in my life? Yeah. Excuse me. And then at the end of every day, we, excuse me, bring it back to hope and joy and love and encouragement and exhortation to, to, we repent Excuse mm-hmm. me, we finish it with God, forgive me, cleanse me of all this, help me to see things your way. And then we discuss ways, alternative ways to not flip back into that mm-hmm. tendency. So we encourage each other. It starts out a little tough, but what morning doesn't? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Starts out a little <laughs> tough, but we always go to bed on a positive note. So we have mm-hmm. that course as well. If you're interested in that, just um, our email is firesidegrace at yahoo.com feel free to email me or or my husband he talks to men and I talk to the women and uh, we'll get you set up to go through this course we also do one-on-one mentorship we also do one-on-one healing sessions for people who have been called Jezebel and hurt by the church Um, or even you know I had a couple of women who have come and their husbands have called them Jezebel Mm. Uh, so here's a one of the main things I want to, uh, I want to make a point to say is if you feel like someone's operating in a Jezebelic spirit, just like when you get a prophetic word for someone, the very first thing your job is to do is to take it to the throne room. Yes. It's to pray about it. God, is this someone that I have influence over that you want me to sit down one-on-one with? Don't tell your neighbor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> keep your mouth closed yes except when you're in the throne room mm-hmm. and ask god what your role is because if you see it in someone then it's your responsibility to intercede or to help that person there you go so there just you. make sure that we are um you know we we always pray god show me this god show me that but then what are we doing with it are we operating are we taking it seriously what he shows us are we operating in the fullness of our potential and you know what comes of getting rid of jezebel in the church Hmm, the power of an army that can't be stopped oh hallelujah (laughs) the power of a new generation that knows who they are in christ and can't be influenced by the media glory to god the power of a generation that's healing people seeing people set free we're doing greater greater works than jesus yes that's the power of a church in unity that can't be stopped and that's what we must must have as much as satan is trying to overtake our media and our thoughts about sex and relationships and our identity and we must put it all to an end and we must be more determined to walk out god's will for our nation our family ourselves and our friends than we are than the enemy is determined to stop us we must be more determined to complete it than he is to stop us Amen. I mean, you, you you have said it all in those last, you know, it is just time for us as the body of Christ to rise up. It is time to rise up. And um, Pastor, would you mind praying for our listeners today as we are closing out for those who may um, be encountering, you know, the, the spirit of Jezebel or whether they know they're facing it in their home and their ministry and their marriage, just however God leads, would you say a, say a prayer for them? Yes, absolutely. So father, I just thank you right now for your grace over every person listening that your grace encapsulates us and that 
Lord, it's very hard to escape your grace. You just, you love us so much and you want the best for each person listening. So Lord, I thank you for the wife that's listening, that's fighting for her family. Yes. I, I, I declare right now over every person's life that every demonic entity that is influencing oh, them and attacking them is rendered null Jesus. and void now in the name of Jesus. I declare in, you in have no power over the families that are listening. Families belong to God, not oh, to you. And you will Hallelujah. no longer bring division. I just declare, I, I see, um, someone who I just keep seeing this wife who's just struggling in her marriage. It's the enemy that's mm. causing division. It's the yes. enemy. So I just declare eyes are open today. I remove the blinders that people have from either bad doctrine or from the enemy showing them, keeping them from seeing the spirit of Jezebel. I render that null and void as well. And I just remove that from their eyes. I say, yes, no God. longer will you have blinders. You are open to see Jezebel operating in your life. You will not be yes. afraid of it because greater is he that is with us than he that's in the world. Thank you. Lord. Greater is the power of Jesus in you than is in the demonic spirit that's against you. I declare you're covered from head to toe with the blood of Jesus. Every person listening, that you're covered with the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the sword of the spirit, the um, belt of truth, the shoes of peace. Yes. Lord, I just thank you that they're covered with the blood of Jesus and that they're equipped now. I declare depression, sorrow, anxiety oppression to leave now in the name of in Jesus of everyone that's listening. Jesus. Yes, <laughs> Thank you, Father God, for joy, restoration, hope, because what happens when we deal with Jezebel, we get restoration. Yes. Restoration, God. restoration, restoration, restoration. Yes, I speak over yes, every person that's yes, listening right yes, now. Yes, and Rikisha, I, I just hear for you that um, God says your ministry is pure. He said he's called you in a ministry to bringing purity back to people. Hallelujah. So I just thank you, Lord, for that. And I bless her in that, Lord. I just thank you for righteousness and purity in that. He says you're going to move forward with class where it's been difficult before. Now you'll get to move forward with ease. Yes. So I just release that. I say no more delay. Yes, no more God. hindrances, no more delay that they're shattered now in Jesus' name. In Every mountain Jesus. in your way preventing your ministry from moving, I say, move in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank so you, I thank you, Father God, for this time. I thank you that every person that's listening is is encouraged and excited and pumped up and ready to do what you've called them to do. I say there, if you're feeling rejected today, I say I love you. Yes, yes. I say I welcome you into the body of Christ. You are welcome here. You have a purpose here. And the enemy has to shut his mouth. In the name of Jesus. (laughs) To every person that feels devalued, I say you are a warrior. You are a priest in the body of Christ. Yes. Rise up. Rise up. To those of you that are struggling with depression, I say spring up a lap. Yes. Worship start flowing out of you in the name of Jesus, breaking Mm -hmm. all depression. Mm -hmm. Jesus name. Jesus name. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, Father, we just thank you for this amazing time together. I thank you for this mighty warrior, woman of God. And I thank you for the connection. I speak blessings and favor and more grace upon her and her husband's ministry. And I thank you for using her. And I thank you that you have given her the keys to unlock the doors of many prisons to set the captives free. I say that you continually make her way clear that you continually set her path straight. I thank you, Lord, for the fire that is in her hands, the fire that is in her feet to carry this message, God, to the very ends of the earth. So we praise you. We honor you. We bless you for it, God. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. Amen. It has been a pleasure hosting you on today. 
Thank you. I've um, been very honored for you to take the time to, to meet me. And I, I really feel like this was a divine connection and I hope that we can continue to develop a relationship. Oh, absolutely. I definitely would love to have (laughs) you on again. We didn't even get to touch on the dreams, but, uh, I definitely got to have you back because that's a whole another show in itself. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's a series. Uh, so, well, again, I, I, I pray blessings upon you and your husband and your ministry and the work that he's called you to do. Thank you. And you as well. Have a great day. Thanks. You too. God bless Thanks. you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. For health tips, faith-based education, and inspiration, visit www.rockyourworldnaturally.com and on Facebook at Facebook forward slash rockyourworldnaturally and Twitter at twitter.com forward slash rockyourworld28.